This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 43. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Birgit Polly Hock. Birgit has been a web builder for the last 22 years and is still fascinated by it. Right now she is learning JavaScript for the third time and evangelizes for the upcoming release of Gutenberg in WordPress Core. By day, she runs her own web agency, Polly Systems. Hi and welcome, Birgit. Nice to see you. Hi, everybody, and hi, Tara and Liam. Um, well, thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. Um, I listen to it uh, quite often, and it's good to hear the personal side of people. So I, I love it. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, thank you for that very flattering uh, welcome. Uh, you, we're just thrilled to have you here today, Birgit. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself than what, than what Tara shared with us? Well, I live in Naples, Florida, and at uh, this time of year, um, I share this with a, a few hundred thousand people more that come as snowbirds to Naples and um, stay the winter here. Um, I'm married uh, for, the, for 25 years, and uh, my husband works for a big IT company as well, or in IT, but for a big company, and um, we have no kids, and we love to travel together, so... Um, I do a lot of things um, besides running my web business, um, and I think it will come up throughout our our question and answers probably. Yeah, I look forward to it. Let's start by acknowledging your accent and um, where you come from, and and where you started. Not only physically in terms of where you grew up, but where you started in your path towards WordPress. So I'm leaving that really open for you. And I'm just going to interject and say, I hear your accent too, Tara Clays, so. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead, Birgit. Yeah, so I'm, uh, we immigrated uh, to the United States uh, 20 years ago in 1998. And um, so that's where my accent comes from. It comes from Germany. I'm uh, born and raised in Munich. And um, um, that's where I actually joined as a hobby, uh, you free internet service called, uh, it was a citizen net in uh, Munich, and that's where I first uh, learned how to build websites and uh, curate sites, and uh, yeah. The journey to WordPress is a lot of, it's quite a few years later. 2010, I started, uh, 2009, I started um, doing it seriously, uh, researching it for a nonprofit internet service provider. Um, that had services for nonprofits, um, uh, amongst them a content management systems that was um, back then was started in 2002 or something like that. By the time of 2010, it was highly outdated and the developer disappeared or had other um, uh, things to do as a volunteer. So we had to make a choice on, okay, what's next for those nonprofits that we served? And um, after I looked for quite a few months uh, for content management systems, and um, back then they were, I don't know, I probably tested about 10 or 15, 
to see if it um, works not only for the nonprofits, but it was also how our tech team would be able to manage um, onboarding and supporting things uh, just on a volunteer basis. Um, and WordPress was a one-click one install um, with a ton of information available on the internet that uh, people who would use it could self-study, um, could actually Google stuff and find out how things work, how to upload a PDF or how to create a button or these kind of things. Um, so we selected that and within a summer, uh, we migrated about, um, yeah, uh, 40 nonprofits um, from, um, from that old system to the new system. And, um, one summer. Took, one summer, yeah. Yeah, we did weekly. Back then, um, I did uh, weekly um, migration workshops where everybody came. It's kind of a work-along kind of thing, and I helped everybody out. But what I found very helpful and what, what really astonished me, and I, I knew that I was we were on the right track with that choice, was that the techies would go away um, in those workshops, and the um, communicators, the newspaper editors, the membership chairs, the the, yeah, those who actually want to directly talk to their supporters and members came in um, and were just empowered to communicate online um, yeah, just with this tool. And that was really um, democratizing publishing, um, as the mission says in WordPress. And it was real life. You, know? um, you didn't have to talk about, okay, how can I change the font from um, from green to blue, what a designer would do. They just said, well, if I can do that, I can do so much more. And they would have very creative discussions in the workshop. And I, I felt really happy about that. That's a great example of how WordPress can spread um, beyond, like you said, beyond the techie people. And, and I think that's definitely one of the goals. Some people might debate that uh, that we're going in the direction maybe too much for those people, but <laughs> I'm going to ask you about I'm going to ask you about Gutenberg um, yeah. at, since that was in your intro and and what you're doing with it, what what you think about it, um, how you how you're integrating that into your workflow with your clients. Um, and I had the same questions: How do I uh, get my clients on Gutenberg? So in, in uh, I was in Europe when. Um, Matt Malovic showed uh, the first video demonstration. It was not a live demo on stage like it was in WordCamp US, but it was a, a video on how uh, Gutenberg uh, works, and I was fascinated by it. And I had the feeling that it would be a, a similar step of empowerment from the content creators as it was back then in 2010 with the nonprofit editors. Um, and uh, But right after I got back from Europe, I heard all these um, voices in the community. And of course, the negative voices are always louder than those that are uh, in, inspired. Um, and I felt the need to, um, to curate um, all those community voices and find out what everybody's saying, but also what are tools there, what is information that is uh, really helpful, for people and answer the question, okay, when will it be released and uh, what will it uh, mean for plugin developers? What will it mean for theme developers? How consulting business would uh, work on it? And, um, but by the time in, so by the time WordCamp US came about where it really got a whole lot of push here in the United States um, with the phenomenal demo, onstage uh, demonstration by Matthias Ventura, 
who's the lead developer, um, uh, the, the, there wasn't a whole lot of talk about how, uh, about releasing and about how to integrate it with um, the work uh, that you do every day. Um, but after that, a few uh, scenarios kind of came about. Um, Gutenberg will not be released in April. <laughs> Just to kind of make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that Matt Mollerweg said this. In, uh, but um, So the, the rollout will be that the team is, very, is working very hard to make it as um, painless as possible for a site owner to migrate to Gutenberg. And there are a few things that need to happen. One is the custom post types um, need to work or have a feature um, to not enable Gutenberg um, when it comes to pass. Um, and the, the plugins that have, uh, that work with the content itself that's in a post um, have a way to uh, convert whatever they do into a block. And that is in the editor. Um, so what I do is, so um, I curated all this information on a Storyfy, um, and I did probably about 40 updates since June and December, um, where I curated with uh, the tweets that are out there, the blog posts that are there. I didn't do a whole lot of my, uh, writing myself about it. Um, but then in December, um, Storyfy announced um, that they are, no, Adobe announced that Storyfy is going to come to end of life. And that made me in May 2018, and that kind of made me stop a bit and kind of think about, okay, how can, he, can I make this a little bit more persistent and not all the hard work can go away? And um, in January, then I started a website called GutenbergTimes.com. Um, and our Twitter handle, Gutenberg Times, and that's where I now curate and I um, will move all those Storyfy updates over to uh, a Gutenberg-driven Gutenberg Times website. Yeah, and, uh, and this is fascinating what, what kind of information is already out there. Um, I think one of the, uh, there were a two-part question, I think, Tara. Yeah, you also wanted to know how I work with my clients in Gutenberg? Yeah, how you see it integrating, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think they, they will love it. Um, we are um, right now in the process of creating the staging sites and making copies of um, the uh, more complexer websites um, that we uh, maintain and that we work with people. And to um, and and make them and and on the staging side we test everything out. Yeah, we test the custom post types, we test the custom fields, we test the, the editor itself. Um, see that the themes that we built um, are still um, displaying the the blogs uh, right, and we do um, a kind of a rollout um, plan with the clients. Yeah, either uh, schedule training, um, and and then also okay. Uh, is there a solution for the problem that we have? Uh, if not, we connect with the plugin developers, we connect with the theme developers, um, and then see how we take it from there. Yeah. So would it, would it be safe to kind of describe the way that you integrate and interact with clients is really as kind of a, I don't want to say a project management 
person because it's it's clearly much more of that. You're a technologist, you're an integrator, you're a collaborator and coordinator, and you're bringing together all the different parties and potential stakeholders to ensure that the nonprofit has the best web experience that it can. Would that be a, a fair way yeah, to... That's, that's fair, yeah, yeah. I, I have been a developer for many, many years. Sure. But I haven't... With WordPress, you don't have to touch so much code anymore <laughs> because a lot of good, smart people that came before me have solved most of the problems. Um, so it really is more like... Um, for many, many people that are... Um, online life is not as easy as the the normal life yeah sure. correct yeah so translating uh, um lead generation um the the experience of going from um maybe signing up as a volunteer or my uh maybe um giving a donation um it's hard for uh non-technologists to translate that experience sure. Sure. In an easy, smooth um, pathway, and yep. what happens afterwards? Yeah, you need to have a thank you email. You need to have an, a, 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 yeah, a thank you page, and all these little. Yeah, yesterday I talked. So to you're them. you're walking them through not just the the actual technology in the sense that we're going to use this plugin and we're going to use this tool to maintain that functionality, but you're actually coaching them on the actual processes involved so that they can appreciated in non-technical terms so that they more importantly their target audience yeah yeah um i have found that um it doesn't really matter what technology you use and technology is actually in implementing something that technology most of the time unless it's really fairly complex and it's really um, integrating with different kind of services and yeah it's most of the time not the problem it's the Um, it's the communication part of it. It is um, how what happens afterwards when the technology happened. Yep. Yeah. How integrated is it into normal processes? Yeah. That yeah, it's a lot like 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 design. I think good design, good technology should go unnoticed in the user experience. The user experience should just drive it forward. And 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 speaking of user experience and and of individuals and people, let me let me steer us towards one of our uh, more prominent, more regular questions to ask you about success, Birgit. Uh, what is what is your definition of success, be it personal, professional, combination thereof? Can you share that with us? Well, um, um it is more like uh, when I, so success is when I build something, when I learn something or discuss something, and I'm better than before. And um, after that process. And uh, not only that I, I, I am better off uh, <laughs> monetarily, that's actually just a secondary <laughs> kind of question. Uh, or aspect of it, it's more like, um, did I give my best and it, was it helpful to other people? Was it, did it reach its goal? And even when I'm not as successful, um, failure is also, it's actually the, the, the I learned the most when I have a, um, a failed project. Um, I have found in my life, I never get it right the first time, mm. especially with technology. And, but even processes, yeah, you, you kind of need to go through multiple iterations um, to to get it to a place where it's, it's good enough. But it's um, 
So uh, if, if we make a step forward every day, um, um, that's success for me. Do you, does that translate beyond, um, beyond your, your job, beyond the technical side? Do you translate that into your personal life as well? Um, it does, although my, my, uh, I'm not so much um, separate between work and personal life because um, with a, when you're married to a technologist, yeah, there's a lot of technology <laughs> to deal with at home as well. <laughs> not so much the, uh, the <laughs> not only the uh, Amazon Echo or the <laughs> Google. <Huh? laughs> yeah, do you have it making your coffee for you? <laughs> So when you when you think about about doing something, trying things, and failing, um, and finding success in it in your daily life, what is the most important thing that you do every day? Oh, that's easy. I get up from bed. <laughs> very direct. Very direct. That, that. <laughs> that's very important but uh, whatever you uh, whatever I, I i do there's a there's always a a, a tendency to say um or find reasons not to do it and sometimes they are built up so much that um you actually are not starting to do it and i find um starting and kind of taking everything a little bit um less serious and kind of find find where it takes you yeah it's uh, goes back to the um to the i'm not gonna get it right the first time um the work teaches you how it wants to be done and you need to just let it i don't know if i can make this a little bit clearer but um it is um the the journey is actually the goal pretty much yeah uh, also when when i go from a to b it yeah gather the roses, yeah, look at the landscape, look up from your, your mobile phone, what's around you. That's kind of the approach that um, I try to, yeah, um, uh, do every day. Um, yeah. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned getting up out of bed, and actually this morning I had a really hard time with that. <laughs> I usually can get out of bed this morning. I could not get out of bed. So I realized that when you, I can really relate today to the idea of, of just getting started and just getting out of bed. What would you say is your biggest challenge in doing and getting started on things? Well, my biggest challenge is, um, I don't know, I have so many shortcomings. <laughs> it's hard to say that's the biggest one. It really depends okay, on the project. Okay, just name one. I have a challenge to, to, to look at, a, um, to, to think bigger mm. sometimes, Yeah, to not get, bogged down by the minutiae, although I know, um, I, and I need a lot of big picture before I actually start. So I need to know more about the theory, I need to know more about uh, the purpose, um, and, and, and then I'll, I'll kind of can, can see the process that get me to the goal in terms of my work. Um, and sometimes that's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially when it gets to new technology. So JavaScript learning, um, that is not a purpose in itself. It is, okay, what do I want to do with it? And I have a project that would be very fitting. And just to get started, the biggest challenge right now is to clear my schedule for it. Yeah, to, um, to actually sit down and say, okay, what do I need? And shut off, I can't shut off the internet, but I had a very good um, 
there was a very good talk at the WordCamp Miami uh, last weekend about uh, the Zen mode, um, being on an airplane and still being able to do your work. Um, Jack Blackburn had a very good talk about that. So I'm going to go back and read that and make my environment so I can get out of the work and uh, get out of off the internet, which is the biggest time waste ever, <laughs> ever, right? Yeah, it certainly can be. But I, I like your insightful answer about thinking bigger. And I think it sounds like you're already doing that. I think with your Gutenberg times, for example, you know, that you, you are, you do carry things uh, with sort of this open big picture uh, approach, which, which makes you successful. <laughs> yeah, I hope, I hope, I hope. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I'm almost the opposite where I like to just, okay, let's get in the car. Let's go. Let's get going. Where are we going? Well, well you know, first stop is coffee and then, and then we'll go on. Okay. Where are we going now? Well, let's get on the turnpike. Okay. Where are we going? Now? Oh, let's try West. Uh, and, yeah. And uh, every once in a while that comes back to bite me in, in ways that aren't always enjoyable, but I, I get that, that, that tension between what is my macrocosm of what, what's happening here and how does that relate to the very specific microcosm I need to address and finding the balance between knowing enough that we feel empowered without getting lost in the, oh my gosh, all the information, all the knowledge needs to be here before I can do anything. That's a, that's a challenge, especially I think in technology that changes constantly and that's you know, it's difficult to know to know when when do i learn javascript now right. well right. is it is yeah. it being used enough is it being used in ways that interest me do i do i care and do i want vanilla do i want view view do i want react react do i want strawberry do i want chocolate you know i mean it's just <laughs> it's like it's like uh, buying the white album all over again <laughs> awesome 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 so you've talked about the single most important thing that you can do is is getting up and getting started and your wonderful analogy of just getting out of bed what's your favorite thing to do or one of your favorite things to do around work on a daily basis around addressing your challenges around supporting your clients so um I think my favorite part is when I can uh, uh, bring information that's not available online online and, and find the best way to, to present it. Yeah. Either um, yeah, supporting the open web with open, open uh, information. And it really doesn't matter if it's um, a collection of pictures or is it a, um, a series of blog posts or is it a, a, a book an author that has uh, published a book, but it needs to get to the audience. And we, we look through it and say, okay, are we able to um, put it in small chewable chunks so people can get a, um, a, a, a taste of it? Or is it, um, how do we do the process from um, uh, I, yeah, working with a learning um, company that wants to take their offline learning online and, and um, how to walk them through it and what content needs to be produced and in which form and um, talking about, yeah, it's, it's a lead generation on the funnel, but um, right. with a commercial part, but it's also, it's an experience for the, for the user. And I'm having that, building that 
um, step by step and getting bringing the customer along mm-hmm. is, I think, the, the, the most favorite part uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a really enriching experience in that you're taking something in one environment and introducing it to another environment in the hopes that it will bring value to others. That's uh, that's pretty neat. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Uh, I'd like to know a little bit about your favorite things that are not work. So you live in a beautiful part of Florida, and you said that you and your husband like to travel, and you mentioned getting out and smelling the roses somewhere in between all that tech stuff. <laughs> Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about what you like to do when you're not sitting in front of your computer. So, um, my husband Christian and I we have a ritual every morning. We we make breakfast together, and we have we we do it to soca music, which is we um, three years ago we went to Trinidad, and um, that was all around radio. We went in buses, and the bus driver had the same music over and over again. It, very energetic it's um and if you want to uh look it up or uh, get a taste of it um we are big fans of marshall montano um and um in in that part we have this ritual in the morning and if we if the weather is fine and um or not too cold pretty much what is fine in florida not too cold (laughs) and we are not um too tired we actually run in the morning um, before breakfast, together two miles. Um, we chase. We yeah. We we talk about things that we're gonna do, and um, so that's my favorite time of the day when we when I try to um, and well when the sun is already up or it just comes up over the the golden uh, uh, gate canal and it kind of shimmers on the water. That's just beautiful. I want to stop and take a picture, and sometimes I do this. Um, and so if you go to uh, Instagram on my, um, um, uh, it's the account is, uh, at IDX, um, you, you see some of the pictures from the Golden Gate Estate, uh, Golden Gate Canal yeah. uh, in Naples. Um, and it's always pretty much the same thing. We do this now for three years and uh, yeah, it's um, really beautiful. Um, if you are not at home and we're traveling, we love to explore the, a, a city on um on foot yeah so we walk cities um and we when we go away we we pick cities yeah we are not going to go for a beach vacation because we have yeah 15 <laughs> minutes to the beach and we can do this uh, any weekend um but um we are city kids and yeah, we grew uh, and we love it yeah so yeah what i take a lot of pictures <laughs> do you have a favorite city or a favorite couple of cities that you visited well, I like my hometown. Munich is always an, uh, a new aspect to see and um, just to come back to it. Um, the next one up is uh, Venice, Italy. is a beautiful city and we love that you can just walk it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no cars in the city and this old, um, it never, it, it changes so much, but it never changes. It's, it's, it's like coming home, so to speak. Um, and when we used to live in Europe, we spent uh, every 18 months or so latest, we would go back to the city for, um, to Venice for about three or four days and just walk it and see things. You know? That's lovely. You're, I think you're the second or third guest we've had on who has a ritual of having breakfast with their spouse, which I think is amazing. I look forward to the days when, when our life is 
is set up so that my husband's around to have breakfast because that is a good time of day. Although we tend to read the newspaper and drink coffee even when we are together. <laughs> but music <laughs> sounds like a good plan too. It sounds lovely. Well, don't don't get it wrong. We both have our laptops in front of us. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. I was envisioning deep conversations over coffee looking out of the, the water. That, that, that's probably happening uh, during the run or yeah, while we are uh, kind of in breaking eggs and putting, so we, we have eggs and, and and spinach and avocado every morning and mm. uh, yeah so it kind of you know when we stand next to the um uh, to the oven and kind of do all these things that's where we have our little conversations and really nice yeah. well that sounds like um that sounds like a good ritual to share with everyone i'd like to also ask if you have some advice that that you've been given the bet maybe the best piece of advice you can think of that you've ever received and implemented in your life that you'd like to share with us too. Um, uh, yeah, one of them is um, be grateful, count your blessings. Um, and that was um, something that is not in our German culture. Yeah, it's kind of it's always imperfect, and you need to get better, better, mm-hmm. better, better. Yeah, but rest and be grateful for what you have is the best way to to find peace. Uh, if you're always thinking how imperfect you are or how impact, imperfect your life is compared to others, that doesn't be grateful. Um, and the other one is um, stay in the moment uh, in times of sorrow. Mm. Yeah. That's or great advice. Just don't worry too much. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's excellent advice. And I really appreciate your sharing these things in combination with, with a lot of the tech talk that you've shared with us today, Birgit, because you, you, know, you know a lot about what's going on in WordPress and, and technology, but I think what you've shared about your, your uh, approach to life and how you start your day, is, it's been really interesting and helpful for me to hear about. So thanks for sharing that. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for asking. Sure. Our pleasure. And I, I, I find it interesting the your advice that that is around or that that you've implemented is being grateful and that I'm just tying that back then to getting out of bed and just the realization when we wake up that hey we are awake you know that's 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 a blessing right it's another opportunity to to do something right or to learn something or to make strides and or even just get out and enjoy right just yeah. get out and enjoy so I I like that holistic approach and it, and it seems to me that you've tied together these various pieces of belief systems and practices in a way that is coherent and consistent. Uh, uh, and that's so. always, well, right, of course, right. But it's, it's, it easier, said than done. Yeah. it's easier said than done. And I, and I appreciate we all have good days and bad days and good weeks and yeah. bad weeks. And yeah. some days we, we're not thankful for anything in other days we are, but uh, that's really, that's really, really great. Thank you so much for that. Tomorrow or the next life, you never ha- know what happens first. So. Wow. There you go. <laughs> it's a Buddhist saying it's a mine. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're just about out of time, Birgit, on that inspirational note. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Really appreciate all oh, that you. you had to say and uh, getting to know you a little bit better. Where can people find you online? Well, thank you for having me. You can find me on Twitter. And my Twitter handle is uh, the three letters BPH, which are my, my initials. 
Um, and my um, direct messages are open. Um, just ask me to follow you and um, then I, we can connect. And um, everything else is probably there. Yeah. My business website is polysystems.net. My uh, nonprofit is WP for good with the number four in between WP number four good.org. Um, to check that out, that's a community for a uh, WordPress community for nonprofits. Great, thank you. We will put that in the show notes and uh, we'll also get a link to your music that you mentioned as well. Thank you. Very good. Thanks, Thanks so much for joining us. It's been yeah. a real pleasure. Sorry to step on you, Tara. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Great day. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.